Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Project MedTech. I am your host, Dwayne Mancini. If you enjoy this podcast, please do us a favor, subscribe, leave a review, and share on your network. As always, if you need to get a hold of the podcast for any reason, whether it be to get connected with a previous guest, recommend a future guest, or take advantage of our network, please email us at projectmedtechpodcast at gmail.com. My guest today is Angelina Hakim. Angelina is the co-founder, co-owner, and CEO of Cunique Consulting Services. Angelina has extensive knowledge in the MDR, IVDR, MDSAP, or Medical Device Single Audit Program, and ISO 13485. Angelina uses these skills to help customers around the world adapt and update their quality systems. I also wanted to have Angelina on the podcast because her story and journey is quite incredible. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy my interview with Angelina Hakeem. Medical innovation starts with medical discussion. Talking about the future and what comes next with Project MedTech. Angelina, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you for the invitation. I'm happy yeah. to be here. Absolutely. And uh, so where are where are you located right now? Right now we are in Switzerland. Switzerland. Okay. So it, it's the it's the afternoon for you, right? It is. Yes. Okay. Very good. Very good. Um, yeah. So I, I mentioned you're the CEO and founder of Cunique. Uh, just maybe do a brief introduction to what Cunique is and, and then we'll kind of go from there. Okay. So CUNIC stands for um, quality and uniqueness. So that's uh, actually how the name came. So we, um, I decided to uh, found a company um, which is really unique. So that's, uh, that's why it was so simple then to say, okay, then it's CUNIC. Yeah. And uh, so we are focused on consultancy and training um, for medical device um, companies, but as well for in vitro diagnostic uh, devices plus um, combination devices. Mm -hmm. So we are mainly um, really supporting our clients uh, by fulfilling, implementing all these requirements that are out there. Um, And not just only Europe, so MDR and IVDR, but as well um, other requirements like the FDA. Ah, wonderful. So are you building... um quality management systems for them, QMSs? Yes. Uh, um, so my background, uh, I'm a biomedical engineer. And okay. um, I focus during my studies already on uh, quality and regulatory. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, an, I'm as well a lead auditor for MDSAP and ISO 13485. So I'm doing as well the uh, building the quality management system auditing um but as well so i'm not alone of course uh, <laughs> so we have uh, already a, um, a good team um where we are supporting our customer as well technical documentation review um writing clinical evaluation um reports um so all these kind of uh, things that are necessary to um, bring a compliance uh, product on, into the market yeah very cool um so 
Yeah, you know, you kind of touched on your background a little bit. Let's let's start from the beginning because uh, I I know when I talked. Um, well, first of all, how big is Cunique? How many how many associates? Yeah. So we have two sites currently. Um, um, one uh, the one company is in Germany. Okay. And uh, my partner, um, Dr. Vasily Akra, he's there, the CEO, and uh, I'm his deputy, and vice versa. It's uh, I'm here in Switzerland. Um, so we have uh, in total 11. Okay, great. And yeah, so we I, I meant- We are growing. So next yeah. year, already some people are joining. Great, great. Um, yeah, when I had first talked to uh, uh, Corrine, I believe she's part of your team as well. You yes. know, she had she had mentioned a little bit about your background, and um, <laughs> and and we kind of talked a little bit about it. But let's let's start from the very beginning. I understand you were were an immigrant to Germany uh, early on, but yeah, start from the beginning. Where are you from? What led you to Germany? And and kind of talk about your background there. All right, thank you, Karim, for mentioning it. <laughs> um, so I was born in Baku, okay. and um, my parents decided to um, move to Germany in the uh, end of uh, 1990 because of uh, political reasons. Mm -hmm. So we came uh, during winter, exactly nearly so two weeks later, during winter time, Christmas time, to Hamburg as immigrants. Okay. <laughs> um, it was really tough time for all of us, but I think mostly for my parents. So to come with two little kids. So as I said, I was seven and my brother was five. And coming by train in winter and uh, coming to Hamburg and you don't know anything. You don't speak the language. You don't have any persons who can support you. Um, it's not easy. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. That has to be difficult. Okay. Um, so then you, you grew up in Germany. Um, is that what yes. you said? Okay. So, um, yeah, I, of course I, um, went to school, uh, which was as well challenging since, um, I, as I mentioned, I was born in Baku and during that time it was the Soviet union. And okay. when we arrived, uh, the Soviet union was disappeared. So all the people with the Soviet Union passports became stateless. Okay. And that's the worst situation that you can have as a child. Imagine your, your uh, school group or your um, uh, colleagues, they want to make a, tri a trip to some other countries and you're not allowed to. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to go with them. So all these kind of things came uh, on top. So it was, yeah. Um, yeah. A learning ses a lesson, but as well um, giving me the hint, like don't give up. Uh, there are always possibilities, fight for it. As long as you fight for it, you can get it. Yeah. So, so I, I went to school and I was one of the, um, no, in my class, I was the only one with the Im immigrant uh, uh, background. Mm -hmm. So it was not easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what's the, um, that's gotta be tough learning the <laughs> German language at, at seven. <laughs> uh, interesting. Okay. Um, okay. And then, so, you know, you, you go through schooling there. What, what leads you to biomedical engineering? You know, was there something that sparked your interest in that? 
Um, so for me, it was really clear since my parents gave up a lot. Uh, my mom is a mechanical engineer and my okay. father was opera singer. So we oh. had a good life in Azerbaijan. It's not that we came from nothing. Uh, mm -hmm. We had a good life, but they gave up everything for us. Right. So for, my, for me, it was really clear in the beginning. Um, I have to make my parents proud and mm -hmm. make it worth what they have done and suffered. Um, so that's why I decided very early already. So to be one of the best in the class and uh, try my best um, to, to do less problems as possible because they had already some difficulties to go through so they don't need my problems yeah so i uh, managed it by myself and then um for me it was clear by end of the um we, we, we have 13 years school time um that i would like to go in the medical area mm -hmm. and due to my um uh, language that I speak, um, I thought the best thing would be to become a gynecologist. So I decided really by how I, I, I still know like six months before I um, was finished uh, to um, make some appointments with mm -hmm. gynecology. Uh, how do you say it? How do you say it? Gynecology by is how we, yeah, yep, yeah. <laughs> to do appointments. So I took free. <laughs> And I went in and I, uh, I told them, everything is fine with me. I, I just need to talk to you. So mm -hmm. I started to interview them and asking them, how is it? How long does it take? Um, what, what is the positive side? What is the negative side? And so mm -hmm. on. And um, at the end, I came out and I said, okay, it's still interesting, but I can't, due to financial situation, continue or study 10 years. Mm -hmm. So I need to find a way, uh, a, a, another direction where I can still support patients, mm -hmm. but I can finish within five years. Right. Okay. And then in Hamburg, is, uh, we have, it's very famous. We have there a uh, university who is focused on biomedical engineering. Okay. So I applied there and I, I took my place and I studied quickly. Um, I passed my exams very quickly, mm -hmm. so I finished yeah. um, before the five years. Okay, very good. Um, I had three jobs beside my studies. Ah, you worked three jobs in school as well. The so university time. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I know that's tough. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I worked part time during college. I didn't work three jobs. That's that's difficult. Jobs. Yeah. Wow. That, that's as well a lesson that I take with me. Um, so during my phase right now is yeah. that really um, I, I, I have no problems with four hours sleep. So yeah. I do it uh, five years now, four hours sleep, organize myself running from one to another. So I coordinated everything. Yeah. So it's, it was hard, but it was manageable. Yeah. Good. Wow. That's amazing. Um, so where was your, what was your first job then? Uh, out, of, out, of, out of university, um, did you go straight into the medical device industry from there? Um, so during my school time, I already I started to work so that okay. I could finance my um, driver's license. Mm -hmm. And one of the jobs that impressed me and where I have still contact uh, to is a child who is autistic. 
So their pa parents, uh, his parents decided to have a co-therapeut. So I got lessons by the main therapy person and mm -hmm. she teached me how to treat him, how to um, go through uh, several exercises with him. So that was one of the touch emotional jobs where I yeah. saw in, as well changes in that uh, boy where he, first he was really like um, keeping distance and then after hugging me and that's for autistic kids um, sure. a big step. Then I st um, started during my studies already um, to work for a, a medical device manufacturer. Okay. And um, in, the, in, the, in the production. So I wrote their um, manufacturing instructions. Mm -hmm. I supported them during an uh, FDA inspection. So very, very early already. Okay. In my beginning of my um, studies by medical. Yeah. Very good. So mm -hmm. how long did you work in the industry before you founded uh, Cunique? Um, so I founded Cunique now three and a half years. Okay. Yeah. Um, and before it was 12. Okay. Very good. And just in various roles. I mean, various manufacturing roles. quality. So consulting companies. Um, mm -hmm. So I worked for consulting companies. I worked for the medical device uh, companies and several. So mm -hmm. from implants, uh, defibrillation, ECG, um, endoscopes. So mm -hmm. I saw many companies and mm -hmm. I, I hired as well many consultants. And so I really knew what is the need, where is the gap? And I thought, okay, it was already clear for me when I started to study biomedical engineering that one day I will have my own company. Ah, okay. I was just going to ask that. So I was going to ask, when did the entrepreneurial spirit really kick in? Was it, you know, was it in school? So, so apparent, so, so as soon as you started in biomedical engineering, you knew that one day you wanted to own your own company, right? Yes. So okay. I knew one day I will have my own company. If it's consultancy or if, we, if I will have a medical device company, because I started already during my university time to have the best uh, students. Uh -huh. And I said, you are the R&D guy. You are the relative, <laughs> I am the quality. Then we have this, this, this person. Then we can do it. And let's meet in 10 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I told them. So, uh, and I'm still in contact with, uh, with some of them. So it was clear for me one day I will have my own company. Mm -hmm. But um, it was always the question of um, the right time. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's not easy to decide to leave your well-paid job, nice team members uh, and employees, um, and then go and yeah. by scratch. Right. Yeah. That's, that takes, uh, it takes a, a lot of, uh, um, it's a, it's a big risk, right? Um, but <laughs> you know, just talking to you and, and learning a little bit about your background, it seems like that's just in your nature to, <laughs> to do things like this. Uh, so saying that, yes. yeah, yeah. It has an impact. Your history has an impact on you. Sure. And thing is that the only um, person who decides which direction goes, it's you. Yeah. So yep. you can have very difficult times. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I had them, believe me. 
Uh, I'm giving you now just 1% of the experience that I have. Yeah. But I tried really to focus on the positive side. And that's why, as well, Karin knows, because I mentioned to her, if you feel like this is hard, you have to go through harder things. <laughs> then you will see that, that what you are going through right now is not hard. Right, right. Yeah. So, always harder situations and when once you went it then you know that everything else is just kindergarten it's mm -hmm. uh you take it you, yeah you manage it. it's fine yeah yeah it's you get stronger yeah it's a, it's a good perspective to have you know i think that um without getting too philosophical right <laughs> i mean i think that uh i think that there's a lot of smart people out there <clears throat> but there's a lot of smart people with very negative um uh, like a, a negative view or outlook on things. And that really, that's their biggest hindrance on them being successful in life, you know? Um, so it's, it's a good perspective to have. I enjoy you sharing that with us. Um, so, you know, <clears throat> let's talk about, you, you talk about your entrepreneurial spirit. You can already tell, tell, you know, your work ethic is, um, incredible. Right. Um, I also want to ask too, you know, <clears throat> The medical device industry, and I've talked about this on a previous episode before with another one of my guests, um, Dr. Brandy Baldwin, and we kind of talk about um, the male to female ratio, right? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so <clears throat> I want to get your perspective on this, right? Because you're, you're, a, you're a female entrepreneur in this field, and I think it's an important subject to discuss, but you know, what was that kind of like for you cracking into what is a male dominated environment? Uh, was it, did you face any of that adversity? You know, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe talk a little bit about that. What was that like? Was it, did, did you, did you see the same thing or did that never even occur to you? Uh, of course I saw the same thing. And I had, uh, in my last position, uh, in the, uh, medical device company as well, a team. So I worked, uh, for the R and D department. Mm -hmm. So I had a team, I think we were 15, 15 people and all men, yeah. the whole uh, R&D department, I was the only woman, mm -hmm. right? So I, I exactly know what you mean. It's a man, man dominated area. And of course, on, on all these uh, conferences, you have the um, more experienced men, but as well, you, I see women uh, coming more and more. So um, I, I think as well, it has to, something to do with the women. They, they maybe don't have the confidence to go mm -hmm. in front of so many people and talk about their experience. So um, I saw it and I got as well some negative, but as well positive um, experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 good to hear. I mean, we talked about it before we started the recording, right? I have a a, a daughter on the way. She's going to be here in <laughs> you know two weeks, and 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 you know my hope for her is that yeah, she could do whatever she wants to do. Um, and uh, so I think it's it's I think it's really um, encouraging and motivating to <clears throat> you know young women to see what you've done. Um, so I think that's really really cool. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, and I think it's getting better. Um, you know, we, we, I, I, I talked about this with Dr. Brandy Baldwin, like I said, it, I think it is getting better. It's just 
there's still room for improvement, you know, um, cause you, you still see that sometimes. So that is definitely yeah. room for improvement, especially yeah. now from my side, um, I have, um, I mean, okay. Uh, I, I am right now 15 years in the industry and I have my own company and, uh, I started <laughs> by scratch and so on. Right. And sometimes people who don't know you or don't know your background, they just see my appearance. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they see a lady with black hair. Well, some of them are already white, <laughs> but uh, they see a lady and they underestimate you. Mm -hmm. And I like it. You know why? Because within five minutes, I change them. I see their faces. It's changed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when i start really a conversation with them or when i start to present and so on i see the change so um i hope that uh, it will go down with this um, um discrimination or thinking that women um, can't be ceos or can't handle stress situations or uh who are really strong that they are bossy or whatever mm -hmm. um but for my case, I'm, I, if I see the positive thing after five minutes, that the cha faces change and that they see like, okay, you know, she, she's not just a woman uh, who um, has her hair open or whatever, or has lipsticks. And, well, my nails are not done, uh, but <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. um, there's more behind than it's nice. But mm -hmm. of course I had as well situations where I met them, people, uh, uh, in the conferences and they came back to me and said, uh, you know, Angelina, you are only successful because you are a woman. Mm. The, the clients are hiring you because you are a woman. I said, they might hire me once, but after, if they see that the results are not satisfying, they would not hire me. And how come that I have clients from the beginning and they are still with me? Mm -hmm and calling me so yeah you know compliment at the end because you see <laughs> right right yeah those those people who say that aren't even worth your time talking to that's what that's what i've learned you know you just kind of say okay get out um <laughs> okay well yeah. out of your zone yeah yeah um no i appreciate the insight there um so Let's also let's talk a little bit. We talked about uh, Cunique. We talked about uh, you know what you guys do, um, what pushed you to start it. Um, you know, what was kind of that startup experience uh, like for you? You know, there's a lot of I have a lot, I have, I have a lot of entrepreneurs uh, who listen. Um, who have startup medical device companies, right? Which is gonna be different than consulting, but there are some similarities there. So what was that experience like? I mean, we kind of touched on a little bit, but it had to be more nerve wracking than just, oh, I'm just gonna start my own consulting group and here we go. <laughs> here we go. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how was it? It was uh, a very, and it's still, I mean, we are still in the building phase, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's a big difference between being employed by difference by having your own um, company. Mm -hmm. So um, <laughs> when I uh, talked to my uh, husband and I had during that time when I uh, really said, okay, that's the time now, I had two babies, very yeah. small. <laughs> right. 
And when I um, gave my um, um, letter notice uh, to my um, boss, uh, many people in my company, previous company, they said, really, you are crazy. How do you want to handle that? You have two babies, take care of them, chill, mm. <laughs> relax. <laughs> Why you want to handle more uh, stress or uh, you will not make it. So all this kind of feedback came in the beginning and it's, it's, difficult as a um, startup where you are starting really something by scratch where you have no experience how company to, to run a company how to uh, uh, organize it starts by taxes you know the yeah. financial things then build up a website uh, the marketing then contacting uh, clients how to convince them to to hire you plus on the same side you have to get the training so that you can provide them the evidence mm -hmm. that you can do it so it's it's huge and yeah. um but still i uh, my husband said to me by the way he is as well in the medical device area okay <laughs> so he understands exactly uh, what uh, is quality and regulatory mm -hmm. and he said take your time start slowly and uh, I'm there um, I'm supporting so if you need something uh, there's no rush but he yeah. knows me very well if I start something then <laughs> I run <laughs> so I'm doing several things at the same time yeah and uh, so it's it's uh, you are you have really different hats on you have um, to handle your um, as as marketing your your uh, as well your clients, then you have to uh, be your a own HR. So there are a lot, yeah. it's not going uh, to be bored. Right, yeah. <laughs> but if you are scared of working, then building or starting a startup company is nothing for you. Mm -hmm. Because it has with a lot of, um, yeah, work hours to do with effort, but as well discipline and you need to love it. You need mm -hmm. really to love it and not to be scared that next month you might not have one cent. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. that in the beginning might happen. And yeah. I can tell you, I had competitors uh, who I hired first when I was in the medical device area, uh, so the company, um, and I hired them as a consultant. And then when they heard that I have started my own business they were like huh, do you have already clients so you see so there are people who try to put more insecure in you but I tried to keep that out and yeah. focus on me and my goals and, and my approach and not to copy left side or right side do your your own thing yeah and that's great it's great advice yeah that's really good advice um so how did you you know, I mean, COVID just happened, right? So you guys, so, so Cunique is what, three years old, you said, um, three and a mm -hmm. half. So how did you deal with, with, with COVID? I mean, I, I know, I know we mentioned that, you know, your, your, the MDR is, is huge right now, right? I mean, everyone in the US is talking about it. <clears throat> everyone in the EU, everyone over the world's talking about it. Companies have to get ready for it. It's not, it's not, you know, might, the date might have gotten pushed out, but it's not going anywhere. Um, so did you see much of an effect from it because the MDR is still there? Or, or how did you deal with that? Were companies kind of putting things on hold? You know, how did, how did that work? 
So, uh, as I said in the beginning, we have as well our trainings, uh, right, that we provide. And we yeah. have, therefore, uh, our beautiful, I don't know, for those who are interested, visit our website. There you will see as well some pictures of the um, beautiful seminar room that we have. And suddenly when it happened, um, so the first thing was that um, the first lockdown, um, I decided to give everyone the desktops, their laptops, everything that they need to work comfortable at home. Mm -hmm. um, so that went through a few weeks and uh, we immediately switched to online trainings, online sessions, online workshops. Um, we adapted uh, several tools to make it uh, still um, very interactive during the trainings. Instead of using a whiteboard, I have a tool now using it or uh, questionnaires that are popping mm -hmm. up. So really to keep it still interactive, you have to adapt to the situation. Yeah. And we didn't, thanks God, have um, like a reduced number of clients. Um, we are still good uh, uh, doing with the projects and trainings. We are still providing it the same way. But of course, we see the impact in our industry. That's clear. We see the numbers going down uh, as well in sales. Mm -hmm. For some manufacturers, it's a perfect situation. They sold a lot, mm -hmm. much more than they could uh, imagine. Um, and for others, it was difficult. Yes, we understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and so, so where do you see, you said, you know, Cunique is growing. Um, where is it going in the future? Well, we are preparing right now the next office. Okay. Yeah. Ah, very nice. Where, where about? Yeah, let's see. So we are <laughs> right now <laughs> talking to lawyers and uh, trying to, so the plan was really um, to have it because uh, now this year, end of the year, but because of COVID-19, we started now slowly to, um, for, for the next year to see that that happens then. So okay. in the U.S. Uh, will be the third one, third office. And then, of course, uh, we are looking forward to have more Cunix in other areas. Mm -hmm. But we as well started with another um, product, which is Quality Engine, which is not consultancy, but mm -hmm. it's still a baby of Cunix. Yeah, let's let's talk about that quality engine. Um, <clears throat> I, I know I talked a little bit with Kareen about it, but but what is it? What's the goal of it? Um, mm -hmm. Kind of give the listeners an introduction to that. Did you ever search for any service provider in your job? Um, I have before, just because you know, at my job at NAMSA and then my job at Covance now, you know, we offer a lot of clinical regulatory reimbursement services, preclinical work. Um, however, there are a lot of times where there's something we don't offer and I'd have to go find something for a client. So I have, yes. How is it to go through the Google jungle? Yeah, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> so yeah. that was the reason because we started to notice it by ourselves. Um, I had a request for uh, searching for an alpha representative, which is mm -hmm. uh, now required with the MDR and IVDR, um, as well as importer and other service provider. And uh, the same with my uh, partner who noticed that the same way. So that's why we came up and said, you know, 
this is really a gap and this is a need for the mm -hmm. industry to have um, a platform where it's really focused on our business, where all the service providers are listed and every manufacturer have the possibility to go in it, even notified bodies, translation companies, uh, transportation companies. So everything that your heart wish, desire yeah. Yeah. for the industry um, will be done there. So you have one stop platform where you go in and search and you get by really smart filters the the right one and right. then you can contact them directly and get your um uh request in. yeah that's really really cool so is this in a very early phase or how developed is this yeah we launched it i think uh two weeks ago okay very good so very early nice yeah so it's a uh, very early two weeks baby <laughs> yeah and um, it's growing. Uh, we are uh, feeding <laughs> uh, the baby with uh, more and more now coming um, service providers. So you can find already some operator representative in it, consultancy services in it. Um, I think we have as well now translation. So it's coming more and more. Mm -hmm. And we are offering it for free right now uh, for the service provider to register and test it. Oh, very cool. And it's for free as well for the manufacturer. So manufacturer will not pay by search. So if they can go for free in right. search. Okay, got it. So so eventually um, service providers would pay to be on it. So it'd be free for anyone who's searching for it. Exactly. So um, uh, we have different memberships. Mm -hmm. So um, that means that the service provider, if you are a distributor, because that's as well, by the way, service provider, mm -hmm. um, you need to register that, choose the option that you like, mm -hmm. um, because we have as well tenders, by the way. Tenders are um, very uh, interesting for manufacturers, but as well for the distributors. Mm -hmm. And if you want to see which kind of tender are available in our um, uh, area then you can go and look up there you will have the preview first but if you join in the right membership then you will see it and get notification okay mm -hmm. yeah great life easier you know as a distributor manufacturer you have other ways to go through so many sites where they are um where you have then tenders for example painting mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with the medical device but everything is done in, in one yeah but yeah. in our case, it will be really taking out for our area. Great. Okay. Um, okay. I, so I have a, I'll, I'll ask the, the big question now too, is MDR, IVDR has everybody worried. Um, <clears throat> you know, is that, is, 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 are you seeing the same thing? Um, should people be nervous or as long as you plan, then you'll be fine. You know, what's your kind of advice for some of these companies who, who are really worried about it? So I have the experience already by myself. Um, mm -hmm. we have supported manufacturer who have already their certificates who managed MDR successfully. Um, we have as well supported already some, um, in vitro diagnostic, uh, manufacturer. Mm -hmm. by getting ready for the IVDR. So it's about really um, planning, having the right team in place and having a good project leader. Mm -hmm. 
Um, of course, at the same time, we still see companies who think hmm, it will be postponed again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, good luck. So, um, I mean, if you are ready to risk your business, then it's up to you. But um, I would not recommend that to anyone and not to underestimate it because it's not just updating some procedures. It's not. Um, it's as well to build up your technical documentation according to your procedures and templates. Yeah. You know, I think that uh, as long as you're okay with it, I'll include a link in our um in in the podcast uh details for people's uh so they can connect with you on linkedin um you know i think that uh your whole background is very inspiring uh what you're doing is fantastic um so i, I encourage people to you know reach out if they need services from you from cunique uh, but also to reach out if they you know just need a little uh motivation or have some questions on how you did this i think your story, your, your story is great um so I really appreciate your time. Hang on for one more one more minute here. I'm going to stop the recording and we'll do a quick download. Um, but but Angelina, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. If you need anything from the podcast, you can always contact us at projectmedtechpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.